You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Okay, people, let us shift gears a little bit this week and let's talk a little bit about, or as some might say, about things you got to know before you go all in on everyday flowers. And all I can think about is our good friend, Alanis Morissette, and the song called You Ought to Know. So that's pretty much what we're going to be going through today. And what I wanted to very specifically address was for those of you who have focused on weddings and events and you're considering or if you've mm, dabbled, played with, possibly experienced some success from Mother's Day and you're giving some serious thought in terms of how you can pivot evolve, shift your business towards everyday flowers for the rest of 2020. Plus, if you are new to the floral design industry and you're trying to sort through, give consideration to how you could possibly make a real go at being a full-time floral designer business owner, this episode is for you. And for all of my friends who already know the ins and outs of everyday floral design, I have a few surprises tucked into the mix for you as well. A few of my most helpful, useful tips and tricks in terms of how to make more money, (laughs) which is why we're all gathered here today. We'll talk about flowers and we'll talk about business, my two favorite things. And you combine them together, magic can surely happen. What has possibly happened in the context of 2020 with our good friend, coronavirus? Thank you for visiting. It's been a swell experience. We really appreciate all that we have learned to date. And as a result of a global pandemic, even as a result of localized infections and sickness, there are gathering restrictions in place. And there are gathering restrictions in place in almost all parts of the world. Where every person is at is slightly different because every country and every state is managing it on a slightly different level. But up until this point, you may have made the bulk of your income off of larger gatherings, weddings, or events. And you're trying to give real consideration in terms of where do you go next? How do you move forward? What can you do, particularly in light of the fact that many large-scale weddings and events may not come back until much later in 2021? So trying to find a short-term income opportunity. And every designer will always give a little bit of airtime, give some thought to jumping into the world of everyday flowers. But for those of you who set up that opportunity around Mother's Day, you may have realized that it's not exactly what you think. (laughs) And I do mean that in the most like positive light. 
the most shocking, confronting, unexpected. That's the word I'm looking for. One of the most unexpected things about jumping into the world of everyday flowers is you recognize how much emphasis needs to be put on marketing, sales, and customer service, and how the focus shifts away so much from the details of design and much more towards the holistic service that you are providing your customers. So you've heard me say that before, this whole idea that we are actually service providers. So many designers get completely obsessed with the final photo. So many customers are therefore obsessed with the final photo and everybody's focused in on the end result. Our customers assume that flowers come from a machine and then we jump in as business owners and we go, what the shiz? What the shiz is, is going on? This is way more complicated than I first envisioned. And if you are one of those designers that is currently asking yourself, how do I go full time? How do I make this a legit gig? How do I turn this into an experience where I get to be my own boss and I have a steady stream of orders coming through the door? I've got you covered. Because the first thing I want you to know and the first thing I want you to really realize, like really underscore bold italics, realize about jumping into the world of everyday flowers is that the priority is about volume. What you want to be focused on is getting a steady stream of orders coming in the door. And I mean that very loosely because I will talk about the need that you do not need to have a retail shop. But this whole idea of having a steady stream of orders coming in so that you can have a regular level of income. And as you may have already experienced, it's really hard. It's really stressful and really frustrating to try and dabble in the world of everyday flowers and really needing to make the investment up front to understand how important and in fact integral marketing is to the whole equation. It's really common. Like I have come across so many designers who think, well, I'm just going to post to Instagram and then assume that my customers are just going to flood in with orders. <laughs> I laugh because I think at one point I used to think that, but I laugh because it's a very common, very, very common thought to have. What is also a common thought to have is that you need to have a physical customer facing retail space to run a successful floral design business. And neither of those things are true. Because if we think back to a lesson from a couple of weeks ago in terms of really understanding the customer purchase cycle and the customer sales process, it's more than likely when it comes to everyday flowers that the bulk, and I mean 80% of your orders are actually going to come from the fact that your customers find you on the Googles. So your number one priority when you're thinking about running in headfirst to the deep end of the pool, jumping into the world of everyday flowers, your number one priority is to focus in on volume. What that's going to mean is that when it comes to your preferred design aesthetic, and when it comes to the ingredients that you select for your designs, you will no doubt need to expand your horizons. As one of my students, Emily says, 
Her wedding work is always focused on all killer, no filler. And now that she is pivoting into the world of everyday flowers, she has to find a new balance, which is exactly right. Because one of the most important lessons to learn when it comes to building a floral design business around everyday flowers and daily deliveries is that you do need to allow your design aesthetic to appeal to a broader audience. When I tell you to appeal to a broader audience, I am not saying you need to say yes to every $4 order that comes your way. <laughs> but you do need to understand that your design aesthetic and the ingredients that you choose are going to need to appeal to a broader audience. It's very unlikely, unless you live in a city of more than 5 million people, it's very unlikely that you can carve out a true niche or niche, but I prefer niche in terms of who your business is in business to serve. If your heart is set on only focusing in on super premium luxurious ingredients, you are probably not going to appeal to enough customers to make a red hot go of it. Instead, you can have a broader offering. You can definitely still cater to that audience, but also broaden your ingredient selection to appeal to even more people. Now I'm not saying you need to turn your design aesthetic into some daggy, shaggy, gross product choice, but I am saying there's a time and place for lower premium, middle of the road, still high quality ingredients. And in actual fact, I have made a handful of things that have included things like sunflowers and gerberas and gladiolus, asters, grizzies. I'm just trying to name a few. And in actual fact, one of the greatest lessons you can learn in terms of shifting your design aesthetic to appeal to a broader audience to build a very solid business around everyday flowers is recognizing that you are still the creative director. You are still in charge and you get to decide the specific ingredients you are going to incorporate, but your list of ingredients that you will work with can expand. You can move beyond just the ones that you might want to use only in your wedding work, the things that don't really have as long a shelf life, and pivot, expand your ingredient list to include more longer life shelf options. So really, really, really important to know that when you're jumping into the world of everyday flowers, it is all about volume. I'm going to do a little bit of math for you so that you understand what I mean when I say volume. Let us assume we're going to talk in dollars for a minute. So let us assume you want a take home income of around $45,000 a year. Making a heap of assumptions along the way, particularly that you're not going to have a physical customer facing retail space. You're probably going to be working out of your garage, a home based studio or something that's super low cost for you. It means that you are going to need to aim to bring in approximately $200,000 of sales in a year. 
So $200,000 of sales in a year is going to giant asterisks, depending on your cost structure, bring you in approximately $45,000. That also assumes that you are pricing appropriately and you are not discounting and you are charging for delivery. All of the basic requirements required. You want to bring home $45,000 a year. You're going to need to generate at least $200,000 in sales over 12 months. I would suggest that if you're jumping into the world of everyday flowers, you're pushing and you're stretching yourself to achieve an average order value of $90 per order. It is a great average to have. And I will tell you right now that that is exactly the average, right? So that means you're going to have a bunch of orders that are $60 and you're going to have a bunch of orders that are $120. And then you might have a handful of orders that are $50 and a handful of orders that are more than $150. It covers a spectrum, but I want you to set up your catalog so that your average order value is around $90. If you're in the UK, I think that's going to translate into something like 35, possibly even 40 pounds. So if we have $200,000 a year that we're trying to achieve in total sales, in total revenue over the course of a year, and an average order value of $90 per order, I'm going to be generous and allow you to take four weeks off because that's what we do here in Australia. That is the norm. And that means you're working 48 weeks of the year with an average order value of $90 per order means that your goal is to generate 46 orders a week. When I say it's all about volume, that's what I mean. An order here and an order there is not going to turn into a profitable business. But if you go in understanding that you're going to invest a lot up front, you're going to focus in on your marketing and you're going to get your website up and running and your online catalog sorted, and you're going to invest in Google advertising, then you know exactly what you're trying to achieve, right? Your goal, if you're trying to turn over $200,000 of sales in a year, is to bring in an average of 46 orders a week. A couple other details to note is that when I am talking about a $90 average order value, it is based on the industry standard pricing model for everyday flowers. And it gives you a budget for covering operational costs, advertising, labor, tax, and ensures that you have a pool of money to put into your profit bucket. If you don't have a profit bucket, it means you cannot proactively invest in your business. You cannot learn the things that you then need to know to build your business and take it to the next level. So your pricing model is so incredibly important. It ain't going to work if you're not pricing in line with the industry standard. Yeah. Yeah. So point number one is the fact that your business needs to be built on volume. And then point number two is really embracing the power of smart product usage. Those of my students who have jumped into the world of everyday flowers marvel at what a better designer they are because they understand how to use such a broad array of ingredients. They now know that when weddings come back in full force, 
that their design aesthetic will have totally leveled up because they have such a better appreciation and awareness for how ingredients behave when they're designing. So if you're wondering one of the magic tricks in terms of making more money as a floral designer in the world of everyday flowers, being really strategic and smart about the products that you buy and how you design with them can on its own make you more money. Because if you can decrease your wastage, you will increase the amount of money that you're bringing in the door. And learning the skill to create designs out of a mm, somewhat unusual collection of ingredients is so incredibly powerful. When you're thinking about what you're going to order in from the grower, what you're accessing from the wholesaler, it's really important to find a balance between longer shelf life ingredients and still incorporating some of the shorter shelf life delicate ingredients that we all know and love. In an ideal world, I would suggest that your goal is to move through your product, to move through your flowers and move through your ingredients within 48 hours, 72 hours from when you get them in from the wholesaler. You are going to operate your ingredients on a first in first out basis. And where you can go astray is when you get your order in from the wholesaler, because you are a little eight-year-old child self is going to get real excited that there's sweet pea in that box, it's going to want to use that sweet pea first. When in actual fact, it's going to be better for your bottom line if you make sure that you are very intentionally managing your ingredients in a first in, first out basis. So that the stuff that arrived in from the wholesaler first is the stuff that goes out the door in your orders first. That includes the days that you get new shipments in. Quite literally, I want you to think of it like a conveyor belt. Anything new that comes in can only be used once you've used up the previous order. Understanding the power of managing your product, the value of every stem in the bunch, is how you begin to make really good money in the world of everyday flowers. And really pushing yourself from a creative point of view to think, how can I use these two carnations, this one kind of unexpected rose, and these three other ingredients over here to still make something that looks great? Because it is totally, totally possible. It's so easy when you're focused in on weddings and events to have sorted through and identify exactly what your design aesthetic is and then build your recipes all around that and know, oh yeah, no, it kind of is just turning into, I can kind of make the same thing every wedding because you have your formulas. But what is so fun about focusing on everyday flowers is trying to figure out how you can make two carnations two snapdragons, one lily, two roses, and a little bit of mismatched filler actually look beautiful. It is so incredibly fun to find such a strong balance between commercialism and creativity. And that, my friends, is the magic of being a floral designer. 
So focusing in and understanding how to optimize your product usage, so powerful. Point number three, focusing in on the world of everyday flowers is not about being cheap. It is not about discounting and it's definitely not about offering free delivery. None of those things are necessary. If we think about flowers being sent to somebody as part of an occasion, somebody has a baby, somebody buys a house, somebody gets promoted, somebody gets engaged, somebody has a birthday, somebody celebrating an anniversary. These are very special occasions to the customer and to the recipient. And that is exactly why they are calling or looking for a floral designer. It is not about trying to get your average person who walks down the street to buy flowers. When you can understand that the world of everyday flowers is about capitalizing on and being found by customers when they are looking for a floral designer, when a special event has happened in their life and they want to send flowers, that is the magic. It is not about being cheap. It is not about trying to appeal to the average passerby. Flowers and flower arrangements are saved for special occasions. Keep them special, price them at a premium, charge for delivery, and understand that every step of the process, every component of the service that you offer your customers is of value. Remember, if your customers want cheap and cheerful, they can go to the grocery store. What they're looking for is somebody to hand craft an arrangement for a very special recipient for a very special occasion to be delivered at a very specific date within a window of time. It is not about being the cheapest out there. It's about educating your clients on the value of the service that you offer. It's about demonstrating how much you care. It's about paying attention and it's about supplying long lasting blooms. You do not need to offer discounts. You do not need to offer free delivery and you definitely do not need to be the cheapest in your markets. Leave all of that game playing to somebody else. But if you are serious about jumping into the world of everyday flowers, do not discount, do not offer free delivery, and do not offer a solution that is less than $50 or 25 pounds. Your customers will pay. Your customers and the customers that you want enlisting you to do this service will pay. They will pay a lot of money. So lesson number three, if you're jumping into the world of everyday flowers, don't play the game of trying to be the cheapest. Don't discount your product. And please, please make sure you are charging for delivery. Lesson number four, focus your energy on making it easy for your customers to buy from you. Remember that we are service providers and we need to allow our customers and ensure our customers understand how simple 
and easy it can be to order flowers. Now, I know we all have varying opinions about the networks, but one thing that they do quite well is that they understand that customers who are looking to order flowers online are looking for a point and click solution. They are focused in on understanding and really recognize that making it easy for customers to buy from them is important. So let us all learn this lesson and let's make sure that your website is set up so that the navigation is super easy and that your catalog is incredibly easy to use. I want you to focus in and make sure that your customers can land on any page on your website and that they can have fully checked out within three clicks. You heard me right when I say they can land on any page on your website and they will fully be able to search your catalog, enter the recipient's details, order and pay within three clicks. That is your mission. And also be sure that it works on your desktop, laptop, iPad, and mobile. Here's the most amazing thing. In thinking about how to make it easy for your customers to buy from you, point and click is really important, but it's also just as important to make sure that you have a very clear catalog. Somewhere between six and 36 products on your websites that your customers can order from you. It's so incredibly important that you think through what your product offering is and that you ensure that you are a, appealing to a broad array of customers. If we're talking about dollars, it means that you're going to have products listed between $50 and probably $250, $350. You're going to cover off a handful of color palettes. You're going to cover off bouquets and arrangements. It's actually incredibly straightforward to come up with a catalog when you start to break it down into specific offerings. So half your catalog can be bouquets. Half of it can be arrangements. A third of your catalog can be whites and neutrals. A third can be pastels and a third can be brights. You can make an incredibly robust catalog if you break it down into those categories. And then remember with every product that you have, you're going to include a minimum of three price points. And you're also going to make sure that you have at least a 30% price increase between the sizes of your products. So where you might be tempted to think, oh, I need to have a physical retail space. If I'm going to get into the world of everyday flowers, I will be the first to tell you that you do not, you do not need to have a physical retail space at all. What you do need to have is a really good website. And with the likes of Squarespace, WooCommerce, WordPress, and Shopify, it is becoming more and more and more accessible with every month that goes by. So if you're committed to the world of everyday flowers, your website is your most important asset. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do have a physical retail space or you're thinking about getting into a retail space, the most important thing to think about where your customers can park. 
If parking is too hard, they're just going to drive by. If parking is too hard, they're just going to skip ordering flowers. If parking is too hard, they're not going to bother. So think about that. Think about that for a second. Remember, it's not about having a shop on the main street of town. Online ordering is your biggest opportunity. And it doesn't matter where you live. Because the beautiful thing about being in the world of everyday flowers is that most of the actual people ordering flowers do not live where you live. So you're actually building a business to appeal and connect with customers who are not necessarily directly in your delivery footprint. Your recipients are, but the people who are ordering are more often than not living out of town. So that is why your website is way more important these days than your physical retail space. Now, lesson number five. Let us talk about how you get repeat visitors. I have a theory that it's lucky, like we are lucky as business owners if we have people who order flowers twice to three times a year through us. Your customer base is going to be very big. Customers do not usually order flowers all that often. In a good year, they might order them two to three times a year. But it is really, really important, even though customers may not order as frequently as you once expected, it is very important to know that the quality of two things has a direct impact of people likely to order from you again or to refer you on, refer your business on to their friends. The two most important, quite literally, the two most important things when it comes to getting repeat business, one, customer service. Customer service is everything when it comes to everyday flowers because you're dealing with people who are not comfortable and not used to ordering flowers. They're looking for reassurance, they're looking for advice, and they're looking for guidance, and they're looking for ease of ordering. Your customer service is everything. And two, high quality, long lasting product. So often people will come in or people will say to you, oh my gosh, this product is lasting so much longer than something I got at the grocery store. Perfect. That's exactly what you want to happen. You know how to take care of flowers. You have a good relationship with your growers and wholesalers. You know how to pick the good bunch from the not so good bunch. You know how to pick the fresher flowers from the not so fresh flowers when you're at the market. And that is a direct benefit to your customer. So understanding that having longer lasting product is a great point of difference. And it's why your customers will order from you again and again and again. We used to have customers say to us, particularly in the peak of Mother's Day, that some of their roses would last two and a half to three weeks because we are picky about the ingredients that we're using. And that is why they came back year after year after year. So if you're focusing in on everyday flowers and you want to make sure you're capturing repeat customers and you're getting customers for life, phenomenal customer service, long lasting product. It's the name of the game. And friends, 
If you are keen on everyday flowers, I want to make sure that you know these five things. Let us recap for those who want to take notes. One, your priority is all about volume, getting a steady stream of orders in the door. Your website is so incredibly important. Getting found on the Googles is how you're going to win the game. Number two, smart product usage, expanding the number of ingredients that you're happy to use, catering to a broader range of customers, and then learning how to use up what might seem like a little bit of a mismatch, unexpected combination of ingredients, but still making it look fabulous. Number three, your world of everyday flowers is not about discounting, it's not about being the cheapest, and it's not about offering free delivery. You can leave all of that to somebody else, but that is not how you need to set up your business. Flowers are a special indulgent purchase. You don't need to compete on price. Number four, focus your time and energy on making it easy for your customers to buy from you. Your website is everything. And number five, you will get repeat business from two things, longer lasting product, phenomenal customer service. Remember, if you are really keen on everyday flowers, it is 80% marketing, 20% flowering. Did you hear me say that? 80% marketing, quite literally. Your business is all about how you market your business to your customers, making sure you get found, making it easy for them to order from you, and you will find yourself in the bucket of success. Getting found by your customers when they need you is so incredibly important. Flowers are not always some sort of airy-fairy, fluffy, oh, spontaneous purchase, like they might be for us. For our customers, it is driven by an event that happens in their life. 80% of your customers are going to come because they found you on Google. The other 20% are going to come because they've already ordered from you in the past. They're going to be referred to you by friends, or maybe they found you on Instagram or Facebook. Spend your energy focused on search engine optimization and Google advertising and make sure your website is super easy to use and that your customers can land on any page on your website and order from start to finish within three clicks. Also, be sure you really pay attention to the fact that this is not about being the lowest priced provider. Make sure your pricing model allows for profits and then really understand the power of learning how to use an unexpected mix of ingredients to maximize your stem usage and decrease your wastage so that you're also then managing your costs. And last but not least, you definitely do not need a high street retail location. And in actual fact, in today's day and age, you don't even need a space where customers can come and meet you at all. You can absolutely make a red hot go of everyday flowers without having a customer facing retail space. And for all of you or any of you who feel called to want to jump into my one-on-one -on -one program, I will invite you to click the link in the show notes or you can visit forflorists.com 
and submit your application. And that is correct. It is an application only program because this program is not for everyone. If you are looking for a quick fix, easy ideas, tips and tricks, it's probably not the program for you. But if you want to fast track your business, you want to really understand what it takes to build a successful floral design business, get direct access to me, get access to my business masterclass, get eight weeks of one-on-one time with me so that we can deep dive into your business and set you well on the way to success, then visit fourflorists.com and think about signing up to the program. And friends, I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that it shed some light on to another area of floristry that not many people talk about. And I hope you have a beautiful week. Make sure you eat your vegetables, get some sleep, drink lots of water, and make something fun. Get creative, and let's do this thing. And I will talk to you next week.